You are now listening to the TM4 Podcast, which is brought to you from the people of blank. We currently don't have any sponsors, so if you're interested in becoming one of our beloved sponsors, please email tm4sponsors at gmail.com for more information. That is tm4sponsors at gmail.com for more information. All right, let's get on with the show. Yo, yo, yo. It's I, Brian, one half of the TM4, a.k.a. the 30-Minute Musings of a Madman podcast. And we're here again. It's on, what, February 10th at midnight. And I'm here with my partner, Rob. Say say something to the people, Rob. Peace, peace. What up, world? You know me. It's Rob, R-O-B, the one and only. Back again. And we're back again to finally finish up the last part of our ESPN series. Um, I know we've been stretching it out. We've been dropping them once a week. We might start dropping stuff more often. We'll see. But people are kind of busy out here. And once a week, it sounds nice. So tonight we're doing solutions. We, in the first part, we broke down the ESPN and told you why we hated it. In the second part, we kind of broke it down some more and told you why we hated it some more. But now we're saying, okay, now that we all hate ESPN, what are we going to do? What are we going to watch? What are we going to follow? What are we going to whatever? But I want to actually, before I get to a solution, I want to get to what some people think is a solution and get Rob's take on it. Because I don't think it's a proper solution, and he may feel the same way I, I feel. One solution people try to, you know, jump towards com. I've noticed that Deadspin has taken off in, in their popularity and their relevance because they're kind of like a – not not a scandal sheet, but they're always trying to expose things, and they're the ones that dig up documents and, and inner working stuff. And people think that's like a suitable solution to the the failure of objective journalism. So, Rob, can you give me some take on what you what you feel about Deadspin and Deadspin dot com? Here's my here's my issue with Deadspin. Right? What does Deadspin do to advance? Sports as a whole. Can you answer me that? What do they do to help um, push sports in the mainstream culture? To to help the sport in any way? They're like TMZ. Is, is, can I say that? That's how I look at them. Yeah, yeah. I look at them more like your silence. Your silence speaks volumes, my friend. Second question: What does Deadspin do to push the envelope and push journalism as a whole forward? conceptually and realistically. Once uh, again, your silence speaks volumes. There's no need to force a reply because there is none. And that is my problem with Deadspin, sir. Deadspin, while some of their writing is good, I cannot I cannot knock all of their writing. They do have some good people over there that write some good, some interesting stuff. And to the extent that ESPN is clearly pushing agendas that we address to the point that it's, it's blatant, while Deadspin surely has their own agendas that they push, they do a better job of at least masking them and masquerading it. Right. However, right. they toy in a very, very dangerous line that ESPN toiled on for a long time before they just linked all the way to the left. There's a fine line between good, hard-nosed, objective journalism and, like right. you said, being a gossip rag. 
And Deadspin seems to me to only be interested in sports when there's something negative that they can highlight about it. That's when we get the in-depth coverage. That's when we get the expert analysis. That's when we get the long-form articles. We don't get a long-form article about Peyton Manning's greatness, and I'm sorry for bringing that up, but we don't get those type of articles. We don't get a career (laughs) retrospective on Peyton Manning. We don't get an in-depth look at the epidemic of black coaches losing their jobs, this, that, and the third. We don't get that, but what we do get is months of coverage of the Ray Rice video. Months. Months of that. In-depth. You got a psychotherapist. You got a female therapist. You got a man therapist. You got a crime scene investigator. You got a video analyst. You got every angle imaginable you could think of to highlight this negative. But who's there? Who covered the story? Not a single person covered the story. I had to find it out from the old dude at my job, and I'm, I'm Shame on me for not remembering their names, but two St. Louis Ram players like went out and spent the day as homeless people, like went and just lived as the homeless and then spent the next day in the shelter helping the homeless. That got no press. No press. Nothing. Dudes actually out there in the trenches doing what they need to do for the community to help make the world a better place. I couldn't tell you whether they were black players or white players, and you know what? It doesn't matter. That's the way it's supposed to be. We don't get that coverage, but somebody get punched in the face, we get that coverage. We get Johnny Manziel coverage. We get all the nonsense coverage. And so, to an extent, I almost wonder if Deadspin's true agenda isn't to bring down sports for some reason. Just the establishment really? of sports as a whole. Yeah. Really? And I know that's an wow. extreme. I'm getting, you know, some conspiracy theories, but that's a, a thought that has crept in my mind before that maybe there's other agents at play that want to see. Think about sports. If you add up all the big four, big three sports, billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar industry, and you have all these people in the world that feel like athletes are overpaid and they're getting more money than the teachers and the police and all these special interest groups that have a beef with that, and their beef becomes with the sport as a whole, not the businessmen that run it, not the system that makes it that way, but with the sport. They feel like it's baseball's fault that Alex Rodriguez, who's a cheater, has made close to a billion dollars just for playing the game. And they want to see that taken down a notch. I do believe that. I do believe there's a segment of society that wants to see sport lose its prestige in America specifically, where these guys are heralded on the same level as as gods. And like I said, this is all just pure mm-hmm. speculation. I'm not even trying to point any fingers or make any direct accusations. Just saying, I would not be surprised if somewhere down the line an investigation turned out some some validity to what I'm saying. Because I just don't see how a, 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 an establishment capable of putting out the quality that Deadspin is capable of, and I can't stress that enough that they do put out some high-quality stuff. But they don't. And you even compare it to the way they cover other things, to the way they cover sports, and you see the difference. They're always shining that light on the negative. Right. And that's my beef. They do nothing to further. I don't care. Show the negative because the negative exists, but you have to show both sides. And that was my beef from episode one to episode two to now is the lack of objectivity. When I go to a news source, I need news. News does not have an opinion, Brian. There's no opinion on the news. News is the fact. The who's, the what's, the where's, the how. Of course. The why. That's what I need. Let me know what's going on. Yeah. I don't get information. I get opinion and hearsay, and it's just, that's not what I'm in it for, man. That's not what I'm in it for, and that's my issue with Deadspin. 
It's almost like an right. athlete with wasted potential. It's almost like, you know, uh, right. like a dude that's a super talented writer, but he chooses to write those little thought novels instead. You know what I mean? Like, dog, you could be <laughs> writing magnum opuses and no you'd rather own. write Brenda's Got a Baby 3, you know? Right. It's it's like that. Why? Like, you know, I'm a comic book nurse. It's like, it's like, like why can't you use your powers for good, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Same responsibility, man. Yeah. That, but that's really that. That's my issue with Desmond. I know I've talked to you about that a lot off air, but that that's my gripe with them is that they yeah. could do so much to push it forward, and I don't see that. I had to like let you rant that out from now because if I say that to the end, I probably forget. But the close, I'm not going to give my take on Desmond, but I actually just logged onto Desmond.com and I just wanted to read you the first like five articles on the site. And that's going to be pretty much my take of it. You can say for a word. First article, title, Lawsuit, University of Tennessee had deliberate indifference towards sexual assault by athletes. Hassan Whiteside calls for Elgowin uh, Bovin in the head. Next one, ESPN and DraftKings resolve exclusive advertising deals. So now they say, you know, I'm not going to touch that one. Lawsuit, Kent State helped cover up rape by softball coach's son. The top, because they, I don't know if you, if you guys have never been on Deadspin. dot com. It's it's a full endless scrolling um, website, and so they you start from the top and you keep scrolling down, and new articles pop up. So those are the first articles that pop up. Not one of them are positive. Not one of them are uplifting. That information is lawsuits, rape scandals, and that's how they talk about the sport. So I'm not gonna edit. It. I'm not gonna give a take on it. Just take that for what it's worth, and you heard what Rob said. He pretty much summed that up. And and just a a final note on that before we move on, because I know we got to move on. Just let's Mm. be clear. We're not – I'm not even saying that's deliberate. If that was the news of today and it happened to all be bad news, hey, it happened. Sometimes you turn on the 11 o'clock news and the first five stories is a rape, a murder, a homicide, and a freaking hamburger. It happened. But I just feel like too consistently with Deadspin, there's there's not enough balance. There's always some good that can be told, and I feel like they go out of their way to uncover the negative. I, just, I can't stretch that part of it enough. Let's let's move forward. Baylor has mastered the art of doing nothing about campus rape. Blake Griffin suspended four games for punching equipment staffer. Browns and I report they covered up for drunk Johnny Manziel by putting him in concussion protocol. Okay, we're done. So I'm just saying. Oh, skin right, like the Miami, the Miami Heat played a game. They played a game. There's no way that elbow was the highlight of the game. What was the final score of the game? Is that included in there? Is their opponent included, or do I have to guess what team the dude he elbowed is on? What type of damn news coverage is that? I I clicked the article. There is no score. But I could see in the picture. Anyway, I rest, okay. I rest we're, my we're case. We, 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 can, we can bash about it. I just wanted to give you guys an idea. This is, as I said, February 10th at midnight. I just went onto their website. That's what they're doing. Okay. So all the negatives out the way, thankfully. Now let's get into the positives. Positive solutions. Oh, well, then again, it may not even be positive. I don't know what your take on it. The Players' Tribune. Barry Jeter's site and other athletes have, you know, invested into like Kobe Bryant and Kevin Love and and a few other big-name athletes. And Blake, like you mentioned earlier, the aforementioned Blake Blake Griffin is – a big contributor. I, 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 I'm trying. I'm trying not to talk about Blake because Blake is an idiot. So, okay, yes, Blake Griffin, yes, he is. An idiot. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, 
Vita came out with the site after he retired, and he wanted to have a platform that athletes would be able to, in long form, express their thoughts, their feelings, their takes on things that's going on within their sport, and especially what's going on in their career. Athletes have taken this platform and have turned it into more of like an announcement page. If somebody's going to retire this year, like David Ortiz, he dropped a video on there and said, this is going to be my last year. Or if an athlete wants to promote themselves in a way that doesn't seem too, I guess, like Deontay Wilder, he writes up articles of, well, yeah, he writes up articles about his KO punch and he can kind of like humble brag in in long form and stuff. And then there are other athletes out there that if there's a, a scandal or something that may be a potential scandal, they'll touch on it and give their spin onto what's going on in their league. So tell me, Rob, do you think this is good or bad for objective journalism? Because now we've taken the pen out of the writers and the reporters' hands and now put it right into these knuckles of these athletes. You, you took a little. You took one of my points directly, almost straight out of my head, verbatim. But I feel like the Players Tribune is very much a gift and a curse. When it first came out, when I first heard about it before it even came out, and we don't need to get into how I was privy to that information. But when I first heard about it before it actually was announced and was available, you know, went public, launched, I should say. I was in love with the idea, Brian. I loved it. Like I went crazy. Like yo, this this is brilliant. This is great. And then as I settled in and I got rid of the original, the initial afterglow, so to speak, it terrified me. It terrified me for two reasons. It terrified me one, to be completely honest, as an as an aspiring journalist, it's putting potential future jobs in jeopardy, straight up and down. So that aspect of it is scary for the up and coming generation of journalists who might not be needed. They might be rendered irrelevant, and it goes back to almost what we were talking about in episode two about ESPN being the vehicle by which these other leagues are going to use to make them irrelevant. It's the same type of thing. The Players' Tribune is going to be a journalistic site that players use to make journalists irrelevant. Now you don't have to go to Mike Lupica to give him that exclusive interview. Now you don't have to go on to Bob Lee and give him that sit-down. You can just holler at Jeter and put up an article or do a video of your own. And it's also scary – because history has to be written with a degree of, of objectivity, and you can't allow the players to write their own history. That's the scary part where the players can't be the only form of journalism because you cannot allow the participants to scribe their own history. You can, but it has to be a part of the story. It cannot be the whole story. The brilliance of it is for a guy like a Marshawn Lynch, and I have to do my research to see if he's actually taking advantage of that platform, but for a guy like a Marshawn Lynch, the Russell Westbrooks, the guys who have legitimate trust issues with media outlets and media sources, it still gives them an opportunity and an outlet for their voices to be heard because they do have opinions on these matters and they do have things that they would like to say and that need to be heard that maybe they're not comfortable saying on the podium. You know, this gives that guy that might be the eighth or ninth player on the bench somewhere to go and state his mind and to be recognized as something great and to help put himself in a position to to better his life and career after his playing career is over like I think it's so awesome to see all of the Kevin Durant you know his 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 photography has become his passion project and it's dope first of all the kid got a good eye with the camera that's first and foremost second of all it's dope to see that there's more to these athletes than just the game and they do have other talents so Dave Batista is a great writer bro who would have known 
If it wasn't for the Players Tribune, nobody would know that Joey Bats is a great writer, dog. Like I, I look forward to reading Joey Bats articles every time. Who would know that right. if it wasn't for the Players Tribune? It gives a voice, and it's crazy to consider these multi-millionaire dudes as the voiceless, but it gives a voice to the voiceless in a way. So that aspect of it is dope, but it has to be managed and it has to be balanced. There still has to be a true objective journalism mixed in the mix with that. It can it can only be a piece of the puzzle. That's how I feel. How about you? What do, what do you really think about it? And, oh, and one last note that's not relevant, but I have to just say it. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Aesthetically, the Players' Tribune is arguably top five prettiest site I've ever seen in my life. I love the way that site is designed. It, it, I'm going to leave it right there before I say too much, but it's it's aesthetically, very aesthetically pleasing, and that only it's, adds to the allure of the products. It's, it's black and white. It's clean cut. And there's nothing but HD high resolution pictures all over this site. It's it's like it's something that you actually could click on and you could just scroll through the site and it just looks wonderful just to scroll through and see the pictures and see how they they relate. I I love the site and it's easy to load. You're on your phone, exactly. you're on your iPad. It's responsive. It's well, okay. very user friendly. So it's not a site review, but it is. It's it's an awesome site. I don't like Jeter, but he did a good job with this one. But anyway, I feel the same way about that, everything you say, so I'm not going to repeat that. But I do want to emphasize the, the not, not, I don't want to say, the privilege? I guess you could say the privilege is actually being let into the minds of certain athletes. Um, athletes over the years have become very guarded, very, like, you know, polished and, robotic because, you know, anything they say to the media will be used against them. Anything they tweet out, anything. Oh, and I could touch Twitter, too, because the idea of, of them having Twitter, you actually do get into their minds, but you get, like, the quick bite. Versus the, the Players' Tribune, where you can go into the mind of, like, a Kevin Durant and have, and I'm, I, I open up the site, he was taking pictures at Super Bowl 50, and he's yep. over here talking football. Kevin Durant, the basketball player, is over here talking football as not only a fan but a photographer, and he's taking his clips and explaining his clips and how he t- got them and what. Like, it's very interesting to see what makes up an all-star athlete. But they have interesting minds. They have other skills. They have other, like, talents and, and all of that. And I find it amazing just to be able to sit there and watch a video and really hear them just, like, dump it out, read an article. And, and you say, Joey Bass, you, you I've learned so much from him from just his articles versus me watching him play. And I I thought he was just another bat, he's another guy out there. And I find that great. So even though objectivity is needed, you need somebody out there that's going to, you know, still say, well, Kevin, it's not that great that you did all of this, even though in your article you made it sound amazing as to why you took 25 three-pointers that night, even though your team lost and you were missing all of them. But you made it sound pretty, but this is really not good. You need that. But it's really nice to get this. I wish we I wish we had this type of platform back in the day where you had interesting athletes like a Magic Johnson or I I don't think Jordan would have like done it, but if Jordan would have done it. Like they really get into the mind of these type of players where it's like, What makes you tick? What makes you go? you know? So it has it, its place it's great. but it can't be it can't be the soul place. It can't. Exactly. And speaking of soul place, 
I have to now throw at you podcast. Do you think podcasting can replace the objective journalism of like an ESPN a video cast? The idea that if you pick up a, a podcast, and I've Bill Simmons as one of the top ones right now, are you able to fully supplement your intake with a Bill Simmons podcast versus watching ESPN? Don't want to say it's six of one and a half dozen of the other, but it's pretty damn close. And that's no disrespect to Bill Simmons or anybody else. I, a, a decent chunk of my day is usually spent listening to sports podcasts whenever time allows it and when we're not working on our own stuff. So and Simmons is one of my go-to pods. But here's the thing, right? Our whole discussion for three episodes now has been on objectivity. Podcasting is an even less objective platform than blogging is. Because it's literally, it's literally, look at the title of this show, Brian. 30 Minutes Musings of Mad Men. That's what podcast is. It's anybody who wants to turn on, no matter how credible the source, it boils down to it being a person who has an internet connection and a microphone and wants to talk their stuff. And you're not going to get the news because you know what? You wouldn't listen to a straight-up news podcast. We listen to podcasts for the same reason why we read blogs, because that's where we want to get our opinions from. And that's the that's mm. the difference. They fill the lane that they're supposed to fill. The problem is ESPN wants to get in everybody else's lane instead of following their lane. I live okay. in New York. You spend enough time in New York to catch the reference I'm about to say. Imagine right. if all of a sudden you turn on New York 1 in the morning and instead of getting the weather, the news, and the, and, and the stocks, you got Pat Kiernan telling you what he thinks about the game last night. <laughs> you, right. you you got you got Storm Fields or whatever our old homeboy name is giving you his opinion on the weather. He's not telling you it's going to be 35 degrees and snowing today. Nah, he's telling you how he – you know, I happen to like the snow. Me, I grew up in the Midwest, so the snow makes me feel at home. You didn't turn it on to hear that. You want to know what Ain't the damn weather can, is, man. you can put on your coat and put a shovel nobody in your can, damn man. car and go about your business. And when you're in the car on your way to work, that's when you turn it on your, your AM, your talk radio, and that's when you want to right. hear Mike Francesco or, or, or Chris Russo or whoever give you their opinion on the news that you've already heard. You go on ESPN and you're getting opinions on events and you don't even understand. You've got to go on the Internet and look up to find out what they're talking about. How does that make sense that you don't get the news right. from a news source? I shouldn't I have to listen to PTI and then go Google what the hell case they're talking about. And, again, that's no shade to Mike and Tony. That's just the only show that I watch that I can really reference. Right. Because I've given up on ESPN multiple times, as and I've even, mentioned throughout and the series. And even them, they, they, only, they only get like a minute, minute and a half per topic, so they can't even give you full details. They only could just bite at it and run through their and rundown. To their credit, and to their credit, they, they, usually sacrifice a, they usually sacrifice a good third of their allotted time to actually express what happened. They do real right. readings. They give you the news like they're supposed to, which is why it's the only show I listen to because it's the only show I need to. I get all of the news and the opinions from that one source, and then I can go on about my business. Sometimes I want to just hear scores, man. I want to hear who played well. Like, sometimes I just want right. to hear that. Like, like no disrespect wanna... to to Stan to Stan Verrett, but like I don't care that he's a Saints fan, bro. Just give me the scores of the game. I don't care I don't hear that you're a Saints fan. I don't want to hear about what Russell Westbrook was wearing and what he wasn't wearing. Like right. I don't want to hear what happened in the game. 
How many shots did right. he throw down? Like, let me know. Rest, rest <laughs> in peace to Stuart Scott. He was never shy about being a huge Tar Heel fan. We also never had to hear his opinion on what North Carolina was doing unless he was functioning as an analyst. When he was a sportscaster, he gave the news, even if it was ugly news about his team. Because that's what an objective journalist does. And if UNC was messing up, Stu would be the first person to call them out. Because that's what an objective journalist does. I don't, again, no disrespect to him. I don't want to hear Stan Verrett get up, Stan Verrett be up there and be a sinks apologist when New Orleans has a bad game. Just either A, just tell me they have a bad game, or B, get up on your, your soapbox and use it the right way. Because objectivity right. works both ways. You give praise, you give praise, and you and you scold. Justice is the reward or penalty for one deed to action. So you get it both ways. It's not always a negative. It's not always a positive. But that's what objectivity is. And so that's my yeah, that's my. But to, to 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 tie it up though, Brian, that's how I look at it. Like, like podcasts and blogs are where we should be going to for opinions, and ESPN has catered to that market instead of remaining a news source, which really brings us full circle to this entire indictment. Right. So we only got five minutes left. So I want you to throw out to people the the other thing, our main solution that we have out there that's not a real solution yet, but it, it should be a real solution very soon. Tell them about the project. Which one? The so big board? The main project, the the baby, the big one. Well, we're going to revolutionize sports with objective journalism, long form documentaries, all of that. Talk about the Jaded Writers Club. Man, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a long time to give this pitch so much so I'm not even going to open my notes back up, man. The Jaded Writers Club, here to fourth known as the JWC, is a passion project we've been quietly putting together for quite some time now. It is quite literally the solution to every problem that we presented in here. Talk to the ultimate goal, The ultimate goal of the Jaded Writers Club is to bridge the gap between the fan and the expert and to create that perfect middle ground of a place where you can go to get your news and you can also get your opinions on that news, where you get objectivity as well as editorials. And it will be for the people, by the people, in so much so that there's no guarantee that long-term this project won't be something that gets crowdsourced. That's still something that we've been floating around internally. Right. Because we, we believe that much in the people that we feel that it, the only way to really get the people behind us is for the people to be a part of it. And that's the bigger picture of the Jaded Writers Club is to be a network of those fellow aspiring and active journalists who feel like we feel about the state of the industry and actively want to do something to make a change. We want to give a voice to those who might not have those degrees but have the passion for the art of writing. We want to give a voice to those people who might be just jaded with what they're seeing out there and they want to be able to speak for themselves. We want to be a place where players feel comfortable coming and knowing they can tell their story objectively without having the hassle of writing because not everybody is a writer. Not everybody is articulate. And, you know, we happen to be blessed enough to be that. And we have a passion for what we're doing. And we're not pa- with, nobody has more passion for what we're doing than what we're doing. And we wouldn't be up at 1230 at night talking about what we're doing, putting put, putting moves in motion to do it if we weren't. And coming yeah, very, soon, very soon, awesome. very soon to a URL near you, very soon to a mobile app near you. I'm talking iOS and Android. We might even get it up on Linux. JWC.com, the Jaded Writers Club. We're not playing anymore. We're not playing We're anymore. Be everywhere. We said it out everywhere, loud. Everywhere. We're speaking it into existence. 
This is not an American thing. This is not a New York thing. We are talking international sports coverage, changing the face of the game. The Jada Writers Club will be the new face of sports coverage and journalism as a whole. Give us Amen. 10 years, and that's only because we need some time to vacation once we blow up. So we we have to wrap up now. We have one minute left. Since you guys have now listened to basically a three-episode pitch for our, our own site, we kind of snuck it in. We, we kind of tricked you to think it was ESPN. Um, our next episode that we're going to cover is not going to be a sales pitch. We're actually going to cover the Oscars, which is coming up, because of all this controversy and foolishness that's around it. And we may even talk some of the movies. We'll see. Oh, we also want to touch on it sometime in one of our upcoming podcasts, wrestling and the status of retired wrestlers who retire early, especially Daniel Bryan on his big news. And maybe we might even get into some home stories, like Rob being a ninja in his office, drowning goldfish, me, me and my racist teacher. Oh, it's Black History Month. Maybe I could talk about some yes, of my racist is. teachers that I've had in elementary school. So we have a bunch of stuff to get into. And I just want to say real quick in the 10 seconds, thank you for listening. Follow us everywhere. Look for us nowhere because we're everywhere. And have a good night. Thank you for listening to the 30-minute musings of a madman, a.k.a. TM4 Podcast, which is a part of the Jaded Writers Club family of podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe to our iTunes channel. Also, be sure to share us with friends, family, and your social timelines. If you want to donate to this podcast so you can see it grow beyond audio, check out GoFundMe.com slash TM4Funds for details.